Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Hope Not Hate podcast. My name is Matthew McGregor. I'm the campaign's director. We've launched the annual State of Hate report, our definitive look at the far right, uh, its politics and what it might do next. One of the lessons from that report is that there is a rising threat of extremist violence from the far right. One of the groups that we've been tracking is the Order of Nine Angles, a Satanist Nazi group who Nick Lowell's, our CEO, has described as the most extreme group he's ever come across. He's been tracking them for 25 years and sat down to share what he's learned about them and why he thinks it's time for the government to prescribe them as a terrorist organisation. I'm Nick Lowell's and I'm CEO of Hope Not Hate. In September 2017, the police raided several people who they believed were still members of National Action, a group that had been prescribed the previous December by the Home Secretary as a terrorist organisation. They call themselves National Action, a far-right group formed its thought in 2013. One of the people raided was Garen Helm, who will be well known to readers of the Hope Not Hate blog. A hardline neo-Nazi had been imprisoned for sending anti-Semitic images and comments to Luciana Berger. Garen Helm was raided um, and later acquitted, but he was raided on, on potential membership of National Action. Hanging above his mantelpiece in his uh, living room was a framed picture which was the logo of the Order of Nine Angles, a Nazi Satanist group. The police overlooked that. The police had no understanding of what that logo was or the significance of it. And I think this reflects a wider problem that you know, we have been saying for a long time that the authorities have been slow to understand the rising far-right Nazi threat and particularly the move towards terrorism. But likewise now, they are overlooking the role of a secretive group in promoting and encouraging terrorism, and that's the Order of Nine Angles. <laughs> Mr. Myatt, uh, we're from the BBC, we're from Panorama. We wanted to ask you some questions about the NSM and David Copeland, the London nail bomber. I have no comment to make. You called for the creation of racial tension, and that's exactly what Copeland did. You inspired Copeland no, indirectly not. to do what he did. No comment about anything to do with that. But two years ago, when you were head of the NSM, the NSM was calling for the creation of racial terror with, with I bombs. I have no comment to make about the past, as I said. And as well, the fact that you're making no clear, comment, doesn't that make it clear that you are accepting some responsibility? I have no comment to make about responsibility and anything to do with that. Any guilt? What I feel is between me and God. It's nothing to be made public. It is a private matter. The Order of the Nine Angles is a Nazi Satanist group, probably the most extreme Satanist group in the world. It was set up in the early 1970s by a man called David Myatt, which is calling for the overthrow of the system, which it believes is a Christian Jewish conspiracy, and the creation of a new order. It believes that the overthrow can only happen through revolution, and that revolution will come about through chaos and disruption. It openly encourages terrorism. It's probably the most extreme Satanist group in the world. Some 
some of their some of the Order on Nine Angles material is considered so extreme that it's in a special section of the British Library, locked away, can only be read and viewed under supervision. Their material calls for the murder of people, what they call culling, um, human sacrifices, strange rituals and sexual violence. It openly calls for terrorism and disruption and pitting communities against each other. This is one of the most dangerous groups around, probably the most dangerous group, I would argue, operating in Britain today. And it's a scandal that they are able to operate fairly freely and they haven't been banned and designated a terrorist organisation. But the man whose ideas had more influence than most on Copeland was David Myatt from Worcestershire. The NSM's first leader, the intellectual who shaped the ideas propelling Copeland on his road to terrorism. A man who once said the Nazi movement needed people prepared to get their hands dirty and perhaps spill some blood. As part of the Order on Nine Angles propaganda, and particularly their internal propaganda, they encourage their supporters to do what they call insight, which is to kind of infiltrate and join other organisations. Now that could be going into groups to find out more about it, it could be going into groups to spread their propaganda, it could be going into groups and organisations to learn more about their the opponent's tactics. When Garen Helm was arrested by police he was, he'd been part of the Prevent programme and obviously his defence played heavily on that during the, during the court. What he said in his interview was that he was doing that for insight now, the police officers interviewing him had no understanding of the Order of Nine Angles, had no understanding of the kind of concept of insight, and overlooked it. He was basically saying to them, he was boasting that he was taking part in a government programme so he could learn more about it. If you look at the history of the group's founder, David Myatt, you know, he joins other religions and becomes a Taoist and a Buddhist and later converts to Islam. If you look at Christos Beast, Richard Malt, David Myatt's successor, he joins a Christian group in, in, in the early 2000s and becomes a kind of born-again Christian. We would argue, from looking at the material, this is all insight. They're joining organisations to learn more about them and, more importantly, to spread their propaganda. Their deeds are wicked. Their image is ugly. And they are driven by ancient hatreds. For most of the 1990s, a fanatical band of thugs have tried to bring Hitler's ideas to the streets of Britain. They have committed crimes of intimidation, violence, arson and murder. David Myatt became a Satanist in the 1960s, I think 1966. And within a couple of years, he was joining some of the most extreme neo-Nazi groups in, in Britain at the time, getting involved in a lot of violence. To the Order of Nine Angles, Nazism, National Socialism is integral to their belief because it's about creating a new order and it'd be a kind of National Socialist society. In the 1990s, Myatt moved into Combat 18. He, he became a supporter, he became a propagandist, he advocated it. He was trying to move them towards terrorism. He himself wrote, he saw the virtues of these young men, street fighting men, 
Aryan warriors that he could try to manipulate to move towards greater violence and move towards terrorism. He wrote it all out openly in the 1990s. When Combat 18 collapsed, Myatt moved into a, a, a splinter group and helped set up the National Socialist Movement. One of its most prominent members was David Copeland, the London nail bomber. Material from Myatt encouraging terrorism was found in Copeland's flat after he was raided after the um, terrorist bombings in 1999. After the collapse of Combat 18, Myatt converted to Islam. Now initially, this was an attempt to join jihadists, radical Islamists, with neo-Nazis to attack Jewish people, to propagate Holocaust denial, but more importantly, to attack Jewish targets both in the West, but also in Israel, became a big supporter of Hamas. Clearly, very few Nazis wanted anything to do with that, and I guess very few Islamists wanted anything to do with that. So Myatt then threw himself totally into the Islamism. He became a radical Islamist propagandist, encouraging and supporting 9-11, encouraging suicide bombings, encouraging terrorist attacks in Israel. To me, there is a clear continuation of a theory of disruption and propagandizing terrorism. It was just a different outlet, but this was central to the Order of Nine Angles. In 2005, he stopped becoming a Muslim, he decided against it, and he dropped out. Throughout this whole period, he, meant, he maintained his support and active involvement in the Order of Nine Angles. That was the core of his beliefs, and he was just looking for different elements, outlets for it. The Order of Nine Angles strives to create a new society that is a national socialist society. National socialism is integral to the Order of Nine Angles politics. So they're Satanists, but they're Satanists and national socialists. That's why it is so easy for them to operate in national socialist groups. Yes, they're infiltrating them, but the vision, the society that they want to create is very similar to the kind of ideals of Julius Eveler and some of the kind of Nazi and fascist philosophers over time. They talk about different paths to get there, that there's a operating within the system, operating outside the system. They write openly that operating in the system isn't possible, that the system will crush them, that the Jewish controlled system will never allow their type of politics to operate freely and, and gain. They believe the root to their new society is the destruction of the current system, destruction of current society, and that can only happen through violence. Not just political violence, but by disorder and chaos, by murder, by communities fighting each other, by sabotage and disruptions. It's about dismantling the system and causing as much chaos and division as, as possible. What is the solution? Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell all of you patriots. White revolution is the only solution. So in, I think it was 2000, March 2000, I contacted David Myatt. I was writing a book about Combat 18. I emailed him and asked to meet. He suggested we meet on the 19th of March. Now the 19th of March is quite important for the Order of Nine Angles. This is around the time of the Spring Equinox. Now in the Black Book of Satan, Volume 3, Spring Equinox is the time of the human sacrifice. It is the time when someone volunteers themselves to be sacrificed, to be culled, to be killed. And if there isn't a volunteer, they choose someone because of their misdeeds. Top of the list was the interfering Nazarene, which they, in brackets, they have in investigative journalists. And if they can't find a suitable person, then they sacrifice an animal. I asked to meet him and we, we agreed to meet in Shropshire near where he lived. I met him in the pub on a Friday lunchtime in a busy farming market town. He was there in a... Uh, 
his distinctive big red beard and his flat cap and his barber coat. In his pocket was a dagger with an SS insignia. I wanted to put on record that he was a Satanist and I needed to put these allegations to him. So I went through a whole load of evidence linking him with the Order of Nine Angles. Now he'd always denied his involvement in Nine Angles. I showed him how PO boxes went both to him and his name but also to his where he was living. I showed how names that he was operating on, Anton Long, Godric, Redbeard and various others were, were interchangeable with his Nazi writing. Um, he denied involvement in the Order of Nine Angles, admitted that he did set up these PO, the Order of Nine Angles PO boxes and ran them but he said he just did it as a favour for a friend. To begin with he was trying to befriend me. He was telling me that me and him were very similar, that I should come over to his side and when that didn't work he, he then pulled out a letter from his pocket. He asked for the tape recorder to be switched off and he handed me a challenge to a duel, a duel with deadly weapons, either a, a nine inch blade or a single shot musket. Accompanying it was a three-page rules of the etiquette of duelling. It's very easy to laugh at Myatt. It's very easy to laugh at some of the kind of ceremonies and the practices of the Order of Nine Angles. But however weird and strange and fanciful they might be, this is one of the most dangerous organisations I've ever come across. And I think the internet has taken them from the fringe of the fringe into the, into the mainstream of the fringe. It's allowed their propaganda to be read by thousands, tens of thousands of people. It is influencing a new generation of Nazi terrorists. And it is so extreme, unlike anything that we, we have seen before. I mean, even in the days of Combat 18, even in the days of you know the football hooligans or whatever, the British National Party, Democratic Football Lads Alliance, Tommy Robinson, the far right still operated under certain rules, certain morals. You didn't attack people in their houses. There were things that you would and you wouldn't do. There was an unwritten code between fascist and anti-fascist. What the Order of Nine Angles propagates tears that apart. And Myatt has written about this. He has written that they're deliberately targeting young people because they will do things other people won't do. They will go to levels of depravity and violence that other people in society won't do. They are creating people who have no morals. If you look at the Sonnencraig division, which was banned, just been banned by the government as a terrorist organisation, that is basically the Order of Nine Angles. Here's a group where Alongside its Nazism, sexual violence is intertwined with their politics. Sexual violence is a weapon. Rape, incest, abuse are weapons to be used, not only against their opponents, but against society in general. I mean, we, there is not a group around like the Order of Nine Angles. The Order of Nine Angles supporters run telegram groups called Rape Woffen. They encourage and promote and celebrate terrorism, sexual violence. We've never seen this sort of thing before. And it is just, to me, it is inconceivable and incomprehensible that the authorities have not cracked down on this group. David Myatt has been propagandising terrorism for 30 years and no action has been taken against him. As far as we're aware, at least as far as David Myatt has written himself. He got involved in Satanism in the mid-1960s. By the 19, early 1970s, he moved to Leeds and joined some extreme and violent Nazi groups. He was an active member. He got involved in violence, not only political violence, which he got a couple of convictions for, but random violence as well, attacking homeless people, robbing places. He also earned the name the Cackstrangler. 
He, he tortured animals. Then into the late 1970s, he joined the British movement. He became part of the kind of thug gang in the British movement, the kind of leader guard, their kind of violent wing that both offered protection, but also would attack its opponents. He joined Column 88, which was a Nazi group in the late 70s, early 80s, which has now been exposed as a state-run gang, basically drawing together some of the most violent elements of the Nazi Nazi movement in, in that period. He then went quiet, he went off the radar. He was a suspect in the Hilda Murrell case. Hilda Murrell was a peace campaigner in Shropshire who was murdered in her home in the late 80s. Hilda Murrell was about to give evidence at the Sizewell B nuclear inquiry. Um, she was a big CND activist. Her nephew was the intelligence officer on the submarine that sunk the Belgrano and went public about it. Hilda Murrell was, was under investigation by a man called Vic Norris. Vic Norris was another Nazi Satanist who ran a security company um, in, in East Anglia. Vic Norris knew David Myatt and knew him through the Satanism. Vic Norris was also a convicted paedophile. Vic Norris his security company got the contract from Special Branch to investigate the peace campaigners. David Myatt, who lived about six miles from Hilda Murrell, was brought in on a number of occasions and investigated for the murder. Um, no evidence he did it, and someone, late, someone else later got convicted, but that was in the 1980s. He kind of disappeared from the kind of political scene, and this was a period where he got involved in Buddhism and Taoism and travelling. In 1997-98, he pops up again. Combat 18 had begun. What began as a street gang to protect British National Party events quickly became its own organisation that started adopting some of the kind of US ideology of race war, of confrontation, of terrorism, taking on the state rather than taking on kind of immigrants or black people. In these people, Myatt saw his revolutionary army. He latched himself onto it, actively promoting it. He was a prolific writer, started two weekly newsletters, long diatribes about Aryan homeland, about you know, the Aryan way of life, but also would write regularly about the need for terrorism, the need for confrontation. He wrote a couple of seminal pieces, what we'd call kind of manifestos of terrorism, where he not only encouraged and promoted terrorism, but went through how this, how this should be done. Combat 18 kind of fell apart in the UK during a faction fight. He took one side and it was the kind of losing side, the kind of Charlie Sargent wing. He then set up a, helped set up with Steve Sargent a kind of splinter group, the National Socialist Movement. It was very small, only a couple of dozen members. But one of their members, actually someone who became a prominent regional organiser, was David Copeland. David Copeland had joined the British National Party in the mid-1990s and then became more and more extreme as he read propaganda. David came known as the London Nail Bomber. In 1999, he set off three bombs in London aimed at the black community of Brixton, the Muslim community of Brick Lane and then the gay community of Soho. This is the story of two terrifying weeks in London when a lone bomber held the city in the grip of terror. No one knew where he'd strike next, or why. Hundreds were maimed, three people were killed. And then he was eventually caught in his flat, in his bedsit where he lived. One of Myatt's terrorist manifestos was there. Myatt then drops out of political activity on the far right and then becomes a Muslim, converts initially to try to encourage Muslims and neo-Nazis to come together against Jews to promote Holocaust denial. And then when that didn't work, became a fully-fledged Al-Qaeda propagandist, changed his name to Abdul Aziz and would write 
just as he had done in the Nazi scene, would write volumes and volumes of texts in justifying suicide bombing, justifying the 9-11 attacks, justifying attacks on, on British and other, other, other troops. He dropped out of that in, 19, in 2005 and claimed he was turning his back on extremism. But throughout all this period, David Myatt was the leader and then the leading voice within inside the Order of Nine Angles, a highly secretive group, you know, the most extreme Nazi Satanist group anywhere in the world. But for much of this period, they were fringe people. They were considered political cranks. They were considered weirdos. Their kind of strange kind of rituals involving kind of sacrifice and wearing antlers hats, um, headgear, you know, was kind of laughable in a way. But we shouldn't dis- we shouldn't dismiss the order order of nine angles as kind of satanist fantasists and weirdos. You know, behind them was driven an ideology which ultimately is about terrorism. After just four hours of interview, David Copeland was formally charged on the Sunday with the bombings. Even though there was evidence of links with right wing groups. The police quickly went public with their view that Copeland had acted alone. The Order of Nine Angles is the most extreme Satanist group in the world. It's the most extreme, probably, Nazi group in the world. I think that for, for young people who are getting drawn into far-right politics, young people who are getting drawn into the occult, there's nothing more extreme than, than the Order of Nine Angles material. Some people will gravitate to that. I mean, I think it's interesting. If you look back 20, 30 years when I first started as an anti-fascist, this was a drink fight culture. This was coming out of the football hooligan world. To be a name in the scene, you had to be hard and get a reputation for being a hard man and good at fighting. Obviously, in the internet age where people are sitting anonymously behind computers, that you know, there is no respect for fighting. So there is respect and you earn a reputation by being more extreme. And I think that the internet has allowed them, first of all, to, to propagate their material everywhere. People who never would have come across it before come across it now. And the volume of their material online is, is, is quite unbelievable. But also if you're drawn into it, you want to make a name for yourself. If you want to be seen as a kind of big fish in this pond, you become more extreme and there is nothing more extreme than the Order of Nine Angles. National Action is to become the first extreme right-wing group to be banned as a terrorist organisation. The Home Secretary, Amber Rudd, described them as a racist, anti-Semitic and homophobic organisation. Well, it means that being a member of National Action or encouraging support for it will now become a criminal offence. So the government can prescribe groups, and by prescribing them, that means banning them. That means a membership or a promotion of a group can result in up to 10 years in, in prison. So there's, there's you know, I don't know, 50, 60 organisations, maybe more, banned in this country. The vast majority are overseas ter- terrorist groups. Al-Qaeda, ISIS, um, Hamas. The Al-Majroun network has been banned, both Al-Majroun as an organisation, but lots of their kind of splinter groups that they kind of set up after their bans. Muslim Against Crusades, um, Islam for, for UK, etc. In 2016, the, home, the then Home Secretary, Amber Rudd, prescribed national action. National action was the first British-based far-right organisation to be prescribed by the Home Secretary since, since World War II. Membership of, support for, promotion of could, could mean up to 10 years in prison. Banning an organisation, in effect, 
stops the promotion of that organization. It doesn't stop the ideas, of course, but anyone organizing for it, anyone connected, and it doesn't just have to be the kind of public promotion, even the, even the meeting up and talking in as a kind of organizational group is sufficient for prosecution. So to a certain extent, banning an organization takes them out of the operation. It doesn't change people's minds and it doesn't take away the ideas, but it stops their promotion of the ideas. So the banning of Order on Nine Angles would basically making an offence for anyone to promote this material online or offline. Now, that could be Order of Nine Angles activists, um, or it could be people who promote it because they, they find bits of it agreeable, but other bits not. I mean, one of the dangerous things about Order of Nine Angles is that you know, their material is promoted by a, a, quite a large group of people, some in this country, some, some abroad. So at least we could take that material out of the public domain. Now, of course, people can promote it overseas, but the very fact that that material will be taken out of circulation and the authorities could prosecute those who still do it means that it will be harder for people to get hold of, hold of, of that material. And let's not forget, Order of Nine Angles material promotes violence. It promotes terrorism, it pro promotes rape, it promotes sexual violence. Taking this stuff out of the public domain can only be good. I think one of the real threats from the Order of Nine Angles is the way that they can propagate their message for a whole variety of different platforms, different ideologies, and different kind of genres of, of activity. You know, there is the Order of Nine Angles actively engage, infiltrate, and encourage Nazis. Um, same time, they do the same in the occult world. They, you know, one of their one of their main people in Britain, a man called Ryan Fleming, who's currently in prison, he became quite well known, if you can say that, in the occult world for a number of fictional books that he wrote. It's spreading the message of the vampire and murder, etc., etc. They're also into music, partly because of their rituals and the way the the way that they organise music is central to it, but also as a way to propagate to to kind of spread a kind of non violent message to other people um, and and then other people then get hooked in and slowly get get drawn in um, you know we, we're seeing their material turn up in the gaming world we're seeing them their material turn up in just kind of um, religious extremist world i think that the internet has allowed probably a small group of people huge huge reach beyond what would be possible if you know in pre-internet days We've been trying to piece together the role and influence of the Order of Nine Angles in National Action. National Action was set up and brought together some of the kind of most violent, or younger violent people in the far right, post-British National Party days. It would seem that the Order of Nine Angles saw this as an opportunity, just like Myatt when he, when he went into Combat 18. They saw this opportunity, a kind of young men, young fighting men, to spread their, their message. Um, Ryan Fleming who was a leading activist in the Order of Nine Angles in, in, in Britain, runs their Yorkshire Nexion, their Yorkshire branch, 
joined National Action in 2015 offering cyber services, cyber security services. It's clear that he might well have agreed with the policies and the political aims, but also he went in there to, to propagate and spread the message of Order of Nine Angles. As a result of Ryan Fleming getting involved, a number of younger people started getting attracted to the Nine Angles. We don't know what the relationship is, but clearly the message was being spread. After the National Action was banned, a number of splinter groups got created, one of which was Systems Resistance Network, which again was banned, just been banned by, by the Home Secretary. It was basically national action in another name. But then there was a split inside the organisation between those who followed the Order of Nine Angles Satanist beliefs and those who were just neo-Nazis and wanted to carry on the kind of national action tradition. The Sonning Craig division, which came out of this split, is to all intents and purposes order of nine angles. Last year, three people connected with the Sonning Craig division got convicted for terrorist offences. All three were supporters of the order of nine angles. Order of nine angles material was found in, 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 in their houses. We know of other members of the Sonning Craig division who are also order of nine angles. You're talking about an organisation that probably had 20 people in, 15, 20 people. The vast majority, if not all, were in the Order of Nine Angles um, orbit. If you go back to some of Myatt's writings in the, 1970, in the ni late 1990s, he talked specifically about setting up organisations that would carry out the revolutionary path, that would carry out terrorist activities, that would carry out sexual violence. The Son to me, the Sonning Craig division was that. He was putting into action some of the things he'd been propagating 20 years before. Yes, and it's, it is good that these people got convicted. Yes, it is good that the Home Secretary has now banned this group, even though it has been in inactive for over 12 months. But it is fairly pointless banning these groups if you do not go for the organisation that's really behind it, and that is the Order of Nine Angles. Sonning Craig Division was a product of the Order of Nine Angles, and that's really the key target for the authorities. The Order of the Nine Angles is a Nazi Satanist group that seeks the overthrow of society through terrorism and violence. It is the most extreme cult in the world, and it has to be stopped.